0: thankful for the opportunity to preach. Thank the Lord for calling me and I'm always glad when another preacher gives his pulpit to let me have a chance to preach. And uh, as Pastor Harvey mentioned, I want to preach on why you ought not have a television in your home. And uh, since I've been here, I've tried to understand why I'm preaching at a holiness conference. And uh, I've come to the conclusion that I shouldn't be because I'm holy. It's not because I'm I'm holy or because I've got an understanding of something that um, you know I'm specially clued in on that I'm up here speaking. But it's because God is holy and God's word is holy, and I want to give you something from God's word that maybe will help you be holy if you've not seen it before. And uh, I want to thank Brother Ron Williams for the messages. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say that you remind me of my grandfather. My grandfather had a very fruitful ministry for many years. And then in his later years, he became bitter and uh, went for a stretch of about 10 years where he didn't even go to church because they were all wrong and everybody was a hypocrite. He's just now starting to go back to this church. And uh, there were problems there. I had to leave that church. My family left that church. But uh, he became bitter and. I just uh, look at you and I think of things my grandfather could have done. He stood and he fought all his life, and then he finally gave in at the end. And uh, it's sad to see it. And Brother Harvey, you were talking about that, uh, older preachers getting bitter. I'd say another thing that I see is that older preachers a lot of times get comfortable. and And they don't get bitter. They don't really think that their standards all their life have been wrong. They don't go back on their standards, so to speak, but they just start to let things coast. They let them slide. and I want to encourage everybody my age, my generation of preachers, that we can't be like that. I graduated from Bible college two months ago with preacher boys that already are starting to slide. And they already have problems. And um, we don't need these weak, weak preachers in the ministry, as Brother Harvey said. They just need to get out before they start corrupting people. Um, psalm 101. Let's read the psalm here. says, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within mine house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that it is holy and constantly holy. Lord, we thank you for such a righteous standard that you've given us. And Lord, may we run our lives according to it. Lord, may we order our our lives. And may we seek your face that you may order our steps. And guide us in the way that we ought to go. Lord, please use this message this morning. Please speak to our hearts. Lord, not just on television, but on holiness. Lord, help us to see your holiness. And change us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 101 is a prayer. It's a plea. And and it's also a statement of David's conviction of how he would order his life in holiness. He says, I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way in verse 2. Notice in verse 2, he says, I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. You know, people weren't around to watch his life in his house. People weren't there to clap him on the back when he did something outstanding in his house. But he said, in his house he will walk with a perfect heart. He said, I'll set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. You notice David is praising the Lord and saying he hates something in the same breath. We can hate as Christians. We hate should hate sin. We should hate the work of them that turn aside. And he said, it shall not cleave to me. You know, a lot of times in public things don't cleave to us. We're very good about that, keeping things from following after us, cleaving. But David said, within my house, it's not going to cleave to him at all. He said, a froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Now we've already heard earlier this week, we've got to go to the sinner and witness to them. We're not ostracizing ourselves from everybody who breathes. Because then we'd have to leave ourselves. Because we're sinners too. But He will not know. He will not be intimate. He'll not be close with a wicked person. He said, mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. David was a king and he had servants. He had people under him. And he said, He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. And in our lives, the people that we must come in contact with, the people that we have to have fellowship with, we need to make sure that they are walking in a perfect way. We can't buddy up with a new evangelical for the ministry just because he preaches the gospel. See, he's wrong on certain things. He doesn't walk in a perfect way. He that worketh the seat shall not dwell within my house. We and can't, we can't go down. <clears throat> uh, I used to go downtown street preaching. Uh, we used to go down every Friday night to downtown Greenville. And we couldn't very well just walk right into the bar. Well, that would be a problem anyway. But aside from that, we couldn't go walk into the, these places of business and uh, begin to preach. And when the police come to arrest us, we say, hey, I'm, I'm preaching. The Bible tells me I can preach, okay? That's their property. It's their building. Now, I can very well stand on the sidewalk in front of there and preach. Because that's public property. Now, so there's a big difference in making sure we, we um, keep ourselves right in that. And here's David says, he that worketh deceit shall not live. I'm going to kill everybody. No. He says, he that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. See, we have certain areas where we can control that. Certain areas that we are accountable as stewards in our ministries, And we need to make sure that we order those correctly. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all wicked doers from the city of the Lord. If we we get it, if we stop wickedness as it comes, then we don't have a problem later of it just flourishing everywhere, and then it's so hard to weed out. Just like weeding a garden. You can't, you can't let it get grown all over and then go dig around and try to find your bean bushes, you know, and try to see if there's a tomato in all those trees. And You've got to weed it early. <clears throat> and so as we think about these principles of holiness and we look at television, especially verse 3, we'll take our text, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes. And I want to give you some reasons here why you ought not to have a television in your home. Number one, because television is associated with wickedness, immorality, drunkenness, debauchery, adultery, fornication, godlessness, humanism, disregard for human life, stealing, murder, filth, pride, self-conceit, It's centered around wicked people in wicked places with wicked minds doing wicked things for wicked reasons. It majors on sensuality, humanity, the flesh, entertainment and fun, and just plain old sin. Besides that, there's nothing else good about it. 1 John 2.16, we read about the things in the world. And the Bible says uh, in verse 15, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And listen to this, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And so no matter if it's a a clean fund program, supposedly, or if it's just, you know, it's not so bad or it's not going to destroy my life, it's not of the Father because it's of the world. And we as Christians, I thought we weren't supposed to be after things of the world. It's not of the world. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world, and the world passeth away. So why do we need to watch the Discovery Channel and learn all about certain things? Do we need that? You know, they the people that made those hieroglyphs over there, and I'm not saying we shouldn't we should be ignorant of history, but I'm talking about just just unnecessary things that we might call good on television. Those people that wrote those hieroglyphs are dead, and you know what? They don't write them anymore. They don't need them where they are. And we're not going to need them. It's, it's of the world, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Psalm 119, 101 says, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. See, it's got to come first that we refrain from the evil way that we might keep the Word of God. So that's one reason. The second reason is that it affects the way we think about life. Television affects the way we think about life. You know something? If we do not, if you do not know how bad people are, you can't compare yourself to them and think you're okay with what you're doing. If we start with purity in the Word of God and we get convicted of a sin... We ought to get that sin out of our life. We ought to repent. We ought to just get rid of it. But so many times we see somebody else doing a little bit worse and it kind of salves our conscience. And we can go, oh, we can go our whole lives doing something we know we ought not to do because somebody else does something worse. And television affects the way we think about life because it gives us more wickedness to compare with. And you know something, our comparison should not be with the world, but it should be with the Word of God. Psalm 17.4 says, concerning the works of men, by the word of thy lips I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. Okay, concerning the works of men, concerning evil. How did David keep himself from doing that? Not by comparing himself at all with them, but by the word of the lips of God. I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer, he said. Everybody's not doing it. Television will give you the impression it is. But everybody's not doing it. Number three, television allows you to know about things you have no business knowing about. TV is full of little glimpses into private matters into people's lives. And they ought not to be talked about or thought about, much less seen on a television screen. You know, in Job chapter 31, Job tells us how to not know about evil things. And if, if Proverbs chapter 31 is the, the chapter for women, Job chapter 31 is the chapter for men. And uh, Job chapter 31 verse 1, Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I think upon a maid? Did you catch how, what his reasoning is? Okay, if somebody, somebody comes to Job and says, Job, your thoughts are wrong. You've sinned somewhere. Job, it must be in your thought life. And Job says, no, it can't be. He says, I, I didn't sin in my thought life. He didn't say I'm holy or I've got control of that or anything. He said, I didn't sin in my thoughts because I made a covenant with my eyes. And I know I haven't looked with my eyes and it hasn't come through my eyes, so it can't be in my mind. That's Job's reasoning. He made a covenant with his eyes, so why then should he think upon a maid? David saw Bathsheba and think how many sins came out of that first he saw he lied and he deceived committed adultery he murdered he had an illegitimate son and boy that was a mess all his son's lives so much sin because of a little glimpse and television allows us many glimpses into things we have no business knowing about it'll turn around and destroy our lives later you know, a lot of people tempt fate and they get by with it. And they go to the grave. And it didn't destroy them in the way that it could have. Who are you to think you're the exception? Who am I to say I'm strong enough? Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Number four, TV influences you to dress differently. And especially like the world. Like the world doesn't mean you, you don't have most of your clothes on. Like the world doesn't have to mean that you're trying to attract the wrong kind of attention all the time. Like the world just means in a similar fashion to the world. And TV influences people to dress differently and especially young people and especially girls. And how do I know? Because I'm I'm preaching to you. I can see you. You can see me. I can go into any place and see people. And you can point out people that watch television, a lot of times you can tell who they like. Can't you? It's pathetic. But we're not to be patterned after the world. We're not to be like the world. We've already read some of these verses. And so television influences very strongly in the area of dress. Um, and I, I just bring that out specifically. It affects many areas of life, but especially our dress. And uh, our dress is something that is very important. And I I've never gotten this message together, but I've had a thought for a while, and I'll just share this with you real quick. About in the Garden of Eden, how Adam and Eve made aprons of fig leaves. And they weren't good enough. God killed an innocent animal, a lamb, made coats of skins. And I don't believe they were these caveman things that you see in pictures sometimes. They were coats of skins that covered their bodies. And I believe there's a principle there because, see, God God saved them from their sin. God God saves from sin. He redeems. It's the blood that redeems, right? And and so many times men try to work their way to salvation. They try to do good enough things to be saved. And I think the the apron and the coat here are pictures of our salvation. The apron wasn't good enough. Man's attempt to cover his own sin was not good enough. God had to cover His sin; blood had to be shed, and then God covered the sin, and that was satisfactory for God. And we're not saved by the way we dress today, but we have a testimony. We have a testimony not of only of who we are and and how you know how we what we think of God, but we actually are a testimony of who God is to the world. Why did God impose so many strict regulations on Israel? It's just unbelievable when you read through numbers that's painstaking detail the whole point was that people would know that they're who their god was all right and you and i in different areas of our life but in the way we dress as well we reflect who god is and and i thought about this that the way we dress reflects our salvation And and in a small way, you know, nobody in the world, I don't believe, would come up to you and say, you know what, you're dressed very lewdly, I don't think you're saved. I mean, the, the unsaved people don't have that understanding. But yet when we go to witness to them, we see how we've calloused them, and we see how cold we have helped make them because of our testimony. And I say to every Christian that the way you dress is a picture of your salvation to a lost world. And when we watch television and we see, you know, the popular and accepted ways to dress, they're not picturing salvation. Those people don't care a lick about what they appear and how they portray God. So that's not at all where we're supposed to get our standards. And we ought not have the thoughts. If we don't see that, it, won't, it can't affect us. It's not going to bother us near as much. All right. Why give the devil a tool when he's already got enough? Number five. Television wears down your mind's resistance to untruth. And I already said, you ought not have the thoughts television give you. You know what? If you went up to any sane person in the world who had freedom, had a job, had a family, lived in America, you come up to this sane man and say, tell you what, let's go be communist. Yeah. He's just going to come right along and want to be a communist, Right. He's going to he's going to want to be a socialist and be a subject and be a clone but you know what communism is very effective and you know what their main vehicles is propaganda repetition repetition immersion they just drive it into your mind until you can't you can't stop thinking about it and you can't get away from it and you come become more acceptive of it and you just play doormat and you get run over by the people who want to run your lives and communism is very powerful through repetition and as we see things on television, as we listen to talk radio, and we hear people who don't love the Lord, they don't know the Lord, we hear people who are proud. You know, and I'm thinking especially of the media here. A lot of people have television just to watch the news. And I know Christians, because older Christians who don't get out much, and most of their information comes off the news on the television, they vote Democrats. They don't like Bush, they're thinking about voting for Kerry. Well, hey, I, if I was president, I wouldn't do everything like Bush did it. But John Kerry's worse than Bill Clinton. Why do we have to scrape the scum? But see, these people don't understand that. because they get, And it just wears down your mind. After a while, you can't begin to think apart from those things that you've had so many times through your mind. That's why the Word of God is the washing water, the cleansing water. As we meditate and read every day, it cleans our mind now. It cleans our heart and life. Proverbs 23, 30 says, Don't drink among wine-bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. Well, not exactly. It says, Be not among wine-bibbers. Proverbs 4, 14 and 15 says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it pass not by it turn from it and pass away have you ever heard of a ever heard testimony of a preacher or a man who got saved out of a drunkard's lifestyle and he couldn't even walk past a bar room because it just too much temptation just too many things came to his mind and he wouldn't do that avoid it pass not by it turn from it and pass away number 6 tv is dangerous because it's dangerous to flirt with temptation And I give this example. Uh, Ladies, say your husband, and you're at home, and your husband's on the couch in the living room, and he's just sitting there, and a door opens, and a cheerleader just walks right into your room and begins to cheer and put on a good show for your husband right there in the living room. The question I want to ask you is, what size caliber gun would you use? All right? Now what makes us think, because it's a little smaller and it's across the room on a screen, that it's any different? It's not. Many men have fallen. Turn to Matthew 4 if you would. You probably already know this and see this. I just want to point out again. Jesus Christ was tempted and he is our great example. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 1 the Bible says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, and then he was tempted. I say to you that there is a place and a time for temptation. There is a place and a time. Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And the devil knows just when to come to us. There's a place and a time He's going to hit us. And when I'm weak, and when I'm not on fire for the Lord, even when I am, the last thing I need to be doing is sitting in front of a television and just, oh, oops, that commercial, I didn't mean... See, I don't watch these, just the commercial. just happen. That's the last thing I need. It's dangerous to flirt with temptation. Because you know what we do when, we, when we're flirting with that, when we're messing around, we're actually tempting the Lord. We tempt the Lord. And there's a difference between testing the Lord and tempting the Lord. Testing the Lord is a Christian's desire to see the Lord work in a certain way. Tempting is foolish, flippant disregard for what the Lord cares about it. And I'm going to do it in His face whether He likes it or not. That's tempting the Lord. Number seven. TV wastes precious hours of God's time. And these verses have already been read. I'll read them to you. You don't have to turn there necessarily. 1 Corinthians 6. 19 through 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? And this is so hard to remember. Ye are not your own. We wake up in the morning, instantly. I'm my own. I mean, I, I get myself ready. I just... It's so hard to remember and to keep before my mind that I am not my own. Because I've been bought with a price. Therefore... I had to glorify God in my body and in my spirit because they are gods. And when we sit in front of the TV, when we, you know, we we prioritize right, and we set aside time for everything we need to get done. And we have a little free time, so we have a little TV time. This is my TV time. Is that God's time too? I mean, what what right do we have to set aside time for ourselves? I mean, I'm not saying God never gives us any rest and God expects us to go until we just burn out and fall into the grave like a mangled up pretzel you know just burn ourselves out no God gives us rest he knows what we need but I I really doubt God leads us to turn on the television so when we do it on we we turn it on because we want it and uh, that's God's time as well we ought to be doing something profitable do something profitable number eight Television keeps your flesh alive and well. Do you hate evil? Do we really hate evil? We desire to be cleansed of sin? I hope. Maybe we do. I'm sure some of us do. I'm sure a lot of us do. I hope all of us do. But you know what? Your flesh doesn't. My flesh doesn't. Pastor Harvey's flesh doesn't. Our spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. The flesh will always be weak. And we can hate evil with our mind and our will, but our flesh doesn't hate evil. And if we feed it, it's going to be alive and well. It's going to be alive and well. Proverbs 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride, arrogancy and the evil way and the froward mouth. Do I hate I can't think of any other thing besides evil or temptation. We say it that way. Temptation, evil that that would get us and cause us to fall. I can't think of any other thing besides that that we hate and we spend our time going after. Everything else that we hate, we try to get away from it. We try to run. We hate foods, we don't eat it. We hate people, we don't go around. And we shouldn't hate people, but sometimes we do. And we know people that hate people, and they don't want to be around them. And we hate to go here, so we don't go there. Well, we hate sin. Where's my remote control? Let's watch a little bit of it. Why? Things that, you know, I hate, I hate um, laziness. Snooze. Snooze. Every morning. Why do I struggle to get up? I hate it, but I do it. Why? Everything else. But sin, you know, it's because of our flesh. And the more we feed it, the bigger and better it's going, be. it's going to be. We're going to have some good flesh. The fear of the Lord is the key to life. And my message is not on the fear of the Lord, but study the fear of the Lord and what it is. I, I believe, I boiled it down in this, these words, that the fear of the Lord, basically through the whole Scripture, the fear of the Lord is basically, as A.W. Tozer calls, the practice of the presence of God what it means to be in the fear of the Lord, what it means to have it, what it means to exercise it, it all comes through the presence of God. That's the key to life. In the fear of the Lord, the key to our life is to hate evil. We can't keep our flesh alive and well and hate evil. Number nine, television causes conflict in the family. Waste family time. When you have a family get-together... And you want to, it's family night, Friday night. We're going to rent a movie and, you know, get a lot of fellowship? Or how is it family time? I don't understand. It wastes family time. What, you know, what do we watch? When are we going to watch it? Who's got the thing now? It just creates conflict, unnecessary conflict. I After I preached this message, I, I didn't have this point in my first time I preached this in a, a college student came up to me and he talked to me about this he said, I, he said you ought to add this in there he said my family my brother was very rebellious and whenever he would get in a rebellious mode he'd go watch TV see that was kind of like his escape and he said television just busted their family wide open and he, he talked about how in recent years they'd gotten rid of it and they were coming around amazing thing could you imagine because the television was gone Television helps your kids turn out like public school kids, too. If they watch enough of it, they, like, you know, can't, I mean, you know, they can't, like, talk and get along. and You know, they, they can't, like, have a good, you know, thought. They, they don't know how to, you know, speak. I mean, have, we've been around kids like that, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Causes conflict. And if we we're to lead our families and be good parents to our children, we can't give room for conflict. We can't, we can't bring things into our home that we know could be a problem. Proverbs fourteen sixteen says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rageth and is confident. Sometimes we get in our minds that a wise man Knows what's going on. And he's on top of things all the time. This verse says, A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. You know, I've done it before. I'm sure you've done it before. Sometimes we look down on people. Or maybe not so much look down. We just think it's odd. That people have a certain standard in their life. Or a certain way they conduct themselves. Uh, for instance, if I happen, I have not been, but if I happen to be on the street preaching and I stood on that corner across from the bar where we preached a lot of times and whoever was with me said, we, man, we've got to move. We can't be near this. Let, let's go somewhere else. I said, well, they're coming out of there and we're trying to stop them going in. We're trying to witness to... Well, he said, we've got to get out of here. You know what? I wouldn't, probably wouldn't just instantly go, oh, okay, well, let's go. I, that'd strike me as odd. You know, he's wise to do that. If that's a temptation and a struggle, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil. Because of sins we've participated in, because of things we've been exposed to, because of the way we're brought up, different ones of us have more susceptible areas. And we would be wise to fear and depart from evil. You know, probably, when we go out of here, If everybody in this room agrees with me, we're all going to leave today, and probably some of you are still going to have a TV in your home. You know what? This message might not offend you one bit. You might not struggle at all. You might might not have any channels on your TV. It might just be a VCR for homeschool. You know, it's a television, but, you know. So this message might not offend you. But if you start to say, well... I've got it for this reason. You ought not be so judgmental. I think you might have a problem. Why would this offend you? Why would truth offend you? I'm merely giving you these things to help. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil. But the fool rages. The fool is confident. The fool. As we read before in Psalm 101 verse 3. David said it shall not cleave to me. Shall not follow after. Think of cleaving. A man and wife. Cleaving to each other. Sin would not cleave to David. And if you have a television in your home, it's going to be just... You might as well have it on a leash and drag it with you because every every Christian that's right with God and is discerning and cares about you, they'll be able to tell. Television does nothing but drag down. It can't, It can't help. You might somehow remain okay for a while but 99.9% it goes down it's not it's not of the Lord it's not a tool for God to use in other words it's God didn't create it it didn't start in the church it's not controlled by Christians it's a tool by people who hate the Lord and by a majority of the people that report the people that make programs the people that make movies even if they're about Jesus Christ Mel Gibson is a flaming Roman Catholic, who said that you and I are on our way to hell, who said that the Baptist preacher I know that went to see that movie is on his way to hell because he's not a Catholic. He hadn't been in a theater in years, but he was going to see the film. It was pretty biblical, he said. Wicked. Wicked. But you know what? I'll bet he's got a TV in his home, too. That's why he went to see it. I'll guarantee you. not asking, but I'll bet you does. I'll i got to get rid of saying bet. Why do I say that? Alright. Satan has an advantage over the Christian with a television. David said, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. We need to decide, not just in television, but every area of our life. Sin will not cleave to us. The work of them, the things that are similar, the things that the world partake in. No, I'm way over here. They're not going to cleave to me. They're not going to be a part of my life. The smoke of that fire is not even going to be in my clothes. I'm so far away. And we're going to live holy and God's going to use us. That's why we ought not to have a television in our home.